Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance ECOs. Oh, what is up, fam? Welcome back to University of Adversity. If you're new, welcome to the family. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. We got a great guest for you today. He's a pro at YouTube. Well, he's a, he's, he's a pro at social media altogether. He's one of the pioneers who has helped pave the way for people like myself and many others. So he also interviews people on his YouTube channel. He's got over 2 million YouTube subscribers with over 300 million views. And he's a true entrepreneur. He's been doing a lot of really cool shit for the last 10 years. And I'm super, super happy to be able to connect with him. He's one of these guys that really has some fantastic insight. And it's funny when we started the conversation, because usually I ask, tell me a little bit about your background, right? And he kind of called me out and it was like, hey, I always get asked this kind of stuff. How about we talk about you a little bit? And he pulled, he turned it around on me. I'm, we started to talk about my podcast. I was a little bit caught off guard, which was good because I really liked that because it challenged me to think on my toes and take the conversation where it needed to go. And he also brought to the light was that I should be kind of making it almost like a coaching call for myself and asking things that are going to help me become better. And in turn, you guys, the listeners are going to learn from it too. So it was a really cool conversation and we're going to connect again in person next time, but we unpack a lot of different things. He's all about mindset. He's all about belief and he's, he's, he's a great guy. You guys make sure you check out his YouTube channel, check out all of his social media. He's got really interesting content that's unique and different and he adds a ton of value. So I'm sure you guys are going to love this. We have the one and only Evan Carmichael joining us. He's a fellow Canadian. He's from Toronto. I'm in Vancouver. That's quite a ways away, but we're still Canadian. And it's always good to drop a little bit of value with a fellow Canadian. So you guys, you're going to love this. If you get value from it, tag us in a story, share it on social media, share it with a friend. Let us know you got value. We really, really appreciate it. Evan Carmichael coming right up. Evan Carmichael, welcome to the show, my man. Thanks for the love, Lance. Good to be here. What does it dude, say behind you? Trust the universe? Trust the universe. I love it, dude. I love it. It's hard to even, it, it's so dark out here in Vancouver right now. And I got windows. It's like, it's like at like 5 p.m. or something. So it's hard to even see if you could see me clear. So that's good. I got you. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> dude, that's a, that famous backdrop I've seen so many times. Super excited to have you on. Dive into your story. Two million, over 2 million YouTube subscribers, 300 million views, killing on social media. You know, you're one of the pioneers, you know, especially for somebody that in my space and who I've looked up to as far as being able to kind of crack the code with entrepreneurship and really be a leader in the space. So again, thank you for coming on. I really would love though for the people that don't know you and maybe just getting to know you a little bit for the first time or want to brush up on a bit of your story. I would love if you could maybe take us back to the beginning because I love this story and I love how how it all came to be. So if you could tell us a little bit about your backstory, I'd be really appreciate it, man. What, what do you love about the backstory? Dude, I love how you didn't have a plan to be an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. you know, because that is a lot. That's the same way as me. I had no idea about being an entrepreneur. I was a hockey player and then a yeah. bartender. And then, and then somehow I ended up an entrepreneur getting into this podcast game. So that's what I love. Is that, I love it. 
how many how many episodes deep are you on the podcast i'm 100 and almost almost 150 i think i have like almost 180 recorded or so 160 recorded that's awesome dude i love it <laughs> listen that that is now your new intro yeah every time you do a podcast i'm serious yeah. you when you have a guest come on yeah. always ask the, always tell the audience what you love about them yeah as, as the intro instead of having because this is what happens the yeah. backstory question I, I, I mean, I'm doing all the interviews today. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. do that same story like 18 times. Yeah, I know. Now you get something unique because yeah. you're telling your version of it. Yeah, I love instead it. Instead of me falling into my pattern. So I love yeah. it, dude. That's yeah. great. Yeah, man. It's, it's been a lot of fun. And it's, it's really, the journey's really caught me off guard as what it would do for me and just my, my confidence and everything. And the people I meet, the, level, the high level conversations that you get to have. It's, it's amazing, man. How long did it take you to go from, I want to start a podcast to doing your first episode? Months, like a while. I was talking about it for probably six months to a year. Well, I mean, I always wanted to be on the radio after, especially playing hockey and getting out of the hockey world. I always wanted to be in the, you know, you see Sportsnet or TSN and it was always something in the back of my mind. But then obviously later on, these podcast things started happening and Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss. And it was kind of something that I wanted to do. And then boom, it sort of became that. And here we are, man. <laughs> and I think that is a fantastic lesson. Yeah. And how do you shrink that time down? So the next, so I believe that the ideas that come to you are genius. Yeah. Trust the universe. It's the same thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. That's it's so your own true, message though. behind there, oh, true. Lance. So the ideas that you come, that come to you are genius, even if they don't make sense. Yeah. Because if you go and tell you know, your family or girlfriend or whatever, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast. They might say, what, what's a podcast? Oh, I've had that many times. You're a hockey player. You're going to, you're going to get people on that. You're going to interview people. Are you kidding me? You come on, Lance, dude, get real. Go get a job. Right. Exactly. And so that cripples people. Mm. And, and you know, it's great that at least after six to 12 months, you, you did it and you launched your first one, but a lot of people never get started. And what I just love to do is how do I shrink that gap to today? Yeah. That if I even thought about, I'm going to do a podcast, then, then this would be my first podcast. Yeah. Like immediate action, close yeah. the gap from idea to action. That's how you start having success. And, mm-hmm. and then expect to suck. Like episode one sucked. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even listen to it, man. Like people, cause I told my story and I remember I recorded, I think on my phone and people were like, Oh, I went back to episode one. I was like, Oh man, I don't know if I could even listen to that now. <laughs> But, but that's the process, right? Yeah, yeah The totally. first time you laced up, you fell over, dude. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. You don't just get on the ice and score. Exactly. You suck, you fall, you know, you, you get yourself yeah. back up. You're supposed to suck at the beginning. Yeah. Why do people think they're going to be great the first time, right? You're not. Yeah, totally. Ex- expect to suck. Yeah. And that actually removes some of the burden of creating. If you expect mm-hmm. your first podcast to suck, it's a lot easier to go off and make the first podcast. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. People Absolutely. might look at you now and say, well, look at Lance. He's got his pro earphones and he's got his <laughs> microphone and he's got his setup and he's got his cool sweater. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't have any of that stuff. So I can't start my podcast until I do all that. Right. Yeah. No, I, uh, I yeah, totally, man. And people, that's what holds people back big time. I started this in my closet. Like I had a little closet here in Vancouver. I was living in an apartment yep. and it was actually pretty good because the sound was awesome. But that whole thing, it was just like, all right, I'm doing this. Yeah. And you know, one by one and things just kind of flowed. Right. And, and 
I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Cause a lot of things in my life personally didn't flow that easy. And that may be a lot of like work that I've done on myself up until this point in the last mm -hmm. year, but the podcasting thing just sort of just flowed nicely. Yeah. And you have, you, you know, in your life, I'm sure that you've had these things that are just like, they just click. Right. And, and here's the thing. You can't think your way through that. Yeah. You won't know what podcasting is for you until you actually go off and do a podcast. Yeah. And we'll spend six to 12 months just thinking about it. Right. Like the, the way to eliminate regrets is to always be jumping, is to get an idea, trust the universe and go do it mm. some small way. Just start. And then you pay attention to the feeling. Did you like it? Like your first one might have sucked, but I liked it. Same thing yeah. for me, dude. If you go back and watch my first video, it's over 10 years ago. I haven't deleted a single video on my channel. You can go back and watch my very first video. It sucked. April, 2009, I'm sitting down. I'm in a full suit, nervous, sweating, trying to memorize my lines. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. But they started, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and then kept going. And I didn't, I, I'm, I'm introverted, which doesn't come, come out, but I'm introverted. I don't need attention. I don't like attention on me. I was shy. I was super nervous in front of the camera. So all these things stacked against like, well, you can't go off and do this. Even at right. the time, YouTube was not an educational platform like no. it is now, but I just wanted to do it. It's one of those things. Like I, my equivalent of getting out of hockey was I had a bio biotech software company that I built and sold. And I started raising money for companies as VC venture capital. And then I wanted to, I wanted to try something new, try yeah. a website and then try a YouTube channel. And just like you tried podcasting and I tried a whole bunch of stuff that I don't remember yeah. and none of it stuck. But then this one, I just liked doing it. Even though I wasn't good, even though I had no natural ability for it, I just liked it. And if you yeah. like it and you keep going, you'll get great at it. Yeah, it's so true. We get so wrapped up in like what seem, what other people think is the right thing to do. But if you just do what you like to do, something so simple as you enjoy, like I truly enjoy connecting with people and talking. It's like, cause I just taught in, you know, working in bars for years too. people come to the bar. I was like, I get paid to just talk to these people. Like that was my job. And so now it's like to be able to do that. It's fun for me. It's not like, it's not like anything. Right. And you know, that's the thing interesting too, about when you started YouTube, it was such a different world, right? Like what was your expectation when you started that though? Were you just like, oh, I'm just going to... No gonna... expectation. I expect everything to fail and suck. That was yeah. my expectations. Yeah. Right? I mean, so YouTube at the time, this is 10 years ago. YouTube yeah. now, you can... YouTube is everything. YouTube is education, it's entertainment, it's escapism. There's lots of stuff on YouTube. Yeah. For me at the time though, I, I'm a visual learner. Yeah. The fact that we're doing this with video yeah. is better for me. That I can see you, I me can too. see your expressions. Like... I, I hate yeah. audio only. It's the oh, worst way for me to learn. Man, terrible for me too. So I was upset that there wasn't enough visual content. 10 years ago, there were no podcasts. There were mostly books is how I was learning. Yeah. And I went to YouTube and thought, imagine if there could be videos on these people that I want to learn from. I love the idea of modeling success, finding people who I look up to and learning from them. And how yeah. could I tell their story to then help myself, but also help other entrepreneurs who are like me? And so those are the first videos that I made was, was me. The first one was me telling the story of Walt Disney. The second one I think was Harley Davidson. And I just wanted it for me. And hopefully it inspired a couple other entrepreneurs. Yeah. That first video I did on Walt Disney in the first year, I had three comments on the video. <laughs> the first was my mom. 
The second was my <laughs> older sister. And the third was some random dude who found my videos, right? Yeah. So imagine, like, you make a video. It lives for a year. Yeah. And it only gets three comments. And, and two of them are your family members, right? How do you get up and keep going? Where people yeah. get upset when they post Instagram and it doesn't get a thousand likes right away. Mm. They, they, you know, they take it down. So I had no expectation. I think that's the secret. That's the secret to starting. Have no expectations. Yeah. You're dreaming big. I think you have a, have a, a life kind of mission that you're chasing down. Yeah. But how you go and execute it is going to change a million times. It's, it's that expectations that freezes your action because you're expecting something. And so you, you don't make it until like, I don't start my podcast until I have my microphone and my sweater and my earphones and the lighting and all mm -hmm. this. So then you never start because you always make it some perfect thing. Mm -hmm. So reduce expectations. Have zero. In fact, expect to suck. That's my expectations. It's going to be yeah. garbage. Awesome. Post next. Yeah, I can completely relate. Like I had crickets when I first started, like nobody, like it was, people didn't take it seriously. They're like, Oh yeah. Like you're not, you started a podcast. Like it was just like, and, and it was, it was hard, but you have to consistently do it. And then eventually you just keep doing it. And then people start to pay attention. And then it's, it's, it's really profound how all of a sudden you pick up steam and it's, it kind of, it turns into this other thing, you know, after if all the, the yeah, compound if you, effect. If you love what you're doing, it's going to work out eventually. You just have yeah. to figure out what that thing is and then trusting enough to chase it down. And chances are the thing that you love doing is not what your parents did. It's not what your family you know, normally does. It's not what anybody in your community is doing. So it takes a lot of courage to step outside that and say, even though nobody around me is doing this, I yeah. want to do it. So I'm going to go for it. It takes right. a lot of courage, it takes a lot of guts. And then, especially when you suck at the beginning and you're not getting results, and then people are looking at you saying, see, Lance, dude, you suck at this. Come on, yeah. go yeah. back to hockey or just go coach yeah. hockey or something, right? Yeah. 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 You know, we get, we get put in those boxes. But you had talked about as well on how you had your first event and there was hardly anybody there also. Mm. And this is what I find. This is what, we, like, I love talking about this because this is what kills people. It's, it's that that expectation, like you said, and then being let down. But how, how did you have that mindset to actually be like, Hey, this is, this is just how it is. Because back then there wasn't all the videos that people like yourself were putting out. There wasn't that the tools, there were yeah. books, but there weren't so accessible. How so did you develop that? So we'll go back then. And then I'll share a recent example yeah. from last night too. So back then, so what, what Lance is talking about is one of my first speaking gigs the a YMCA invited me to come speak to the entrepreneur program. I'd sold my business, had success, 22 years old. and say, come speak to our entrepreneurs. We had this big program. I'm like, okay, great. It was for free. I just wanted yeah. to, I'm saying yes to everything. Yeah. And I'm, I'm practicing and, and making my slides and like spend a lot of time making this presentation happen. This big room booked out for me. And I show up at the YMCA, you know, my palms are sweating and my heart's beating and, you know, ready to go. I walk into the room and there's only three people there and my heart, sunk my my instinct was i did all this preparation i practiced for weeks on this thing and only three people showed up are you kidding me <laughs> but my my biggest fear is disappointing people and letting people down so i said you know what i'm here i practice there's three people so let's go yeah <laughs> right like we'll still do it anyway yeah and and it was amazing at the end of it i felt holy cow like i really helped these three people we, we went to the local Starbucks down the street afterwards and, and hung out with them for another couple hours after. And, and I know, I wish I, I wish I like kept their contact info or something, but it was just such an amazing moment. And I felt, I remember myself saying, 
I don't know if I'm ever going to make money doing this, but I, but I have to keep going. It reminded me of a quote from Oprah Winfrey, who, when she came off of her first show mm -hmm. on air, she said, this felt like breathing for me. It was like, I was breathing for the first time. And that's what it felt like for me. Like after, at the beginning, there was nobody there and three people and, and nobody else showed up. It was still three people for the whole time. But by the end of it, like, this is amazing. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm never going to make money doing this. Like if only three people show up to a free thing, how are you ever going to make this a business? Yeah. But I just, I, I have to keep doing it because I love it. So that was the shift. Like I loved it. I knew it filled my soul. It was like breathing. So I had to find a way to keep doing this thing. But in terms of it now, now like present day, I just expect to suck at the beginning of everything. So I just started Twitch streaming. So I played League okay. of Legends. It's a, it's a computer game. I've been playing for five years. I'm still not very good at it, but I, I get my games in every now and then. And so I started Twitch streaming like a week ago. And, and yesterday I was streaming last night and there was one point where I had six people on my stream. Six people, right? Mm -hmm. And somebody's comment is like, Evan, you got like 2 million subscribers on your YouTube channel. You only got <laughs> six people on your Twitch stream. Come <laughs> on, man. And like, I, you don't understand. I love it. I yeah. love that there's only six people on it. Because when I get 100,000 people or whatever on the stream, it's going to go so quick. I don't even know who the people are anymore. The people yeah. who are with me, OG, on YouTube, I still know who they are. The people who are like commenting on my videos and we're a hardcore community, I still know. Like that's the, that's, cool. that's the essence, right? It's so much harder to break through. You'd have to comment on every single video like eight times for me to probably notice you right now on YouTube because we get too many comments that come in. I love, I love the big stages. I love the big rooms. I love the thousand people to speak to. But I also love the three. So I love Twitch. I love Twitch with six people showing up right there. And I love the judgment too. Like for people who come, I love it. Like you have to learn to eat the judgment. Yeah. The judgment is the best. If you are playing small because of somebody else's judgment of you, you're going to lose because they have lower standards and expectations than you do. Right. So if you're just living up to their low standards and expectations, you're never going to do anything great. All, all of your goals and dreams and hopes and aspirations are on the other side of people's judgments of you. And so I've trained myself that as soon as I catch myself playing small because of somebody's judgment, I have to do it just because, just mm. because. So that was, that was when I was 22. How old am I now? I'm 39. So a long time ago. Um, but it's also like yesterday, right? Last yeah. night, right? Yeah. I'm starting over again. I love it. You have to love the building process. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's the, the whole world we're living in right now you know, okay. So this is actually what I'm, I'm curious about too. So you're at this level that you've climbed at, you've leveled up and then you have these other people that you obviously you follow on social media and they're at this level and they're doing these things. Do you find yourself that you have to kind of tune them out and focus on what you're doing or you kind of get distracted or compare yourself to them? Like, well, they're doing this and I feel like I'm at that level. So I should be doing that. Do you ever get those conversations? Because even myself in podcasting, I yeah. sometimes I'm like, I don't want to listen to too many because then I'll start to doubt what I'm doing or like, I want to learn, but I also don't want to be looking around at what everybody's doing. Cause it doesn't matter. You know, what are your thoughts on that comparison to people in your space? Very opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. I think comparison is amazing. Okay. I think it's the best. Okay. I think, I think of it as, if you look at like a racehorse, when they're up against another racehorse, yeah. that racehorse will go faster than if there's yeah. nobody. Like being a big fish in a tiny pond makes you lazy. Mm. Here's the thing though. 
most people compare themselves to other people. They do it wrong. You compare yeah. yourself to somebody else and then you start feeling insecure. Yeah. Like, oh my God, look at how good Joe Rogan is. Or, oh my God, Tim Ferriss got that person on his show and I, I, I can only get Evan Carmichael, you know, like <laughs> whatever the voice is. It's, it's, it's insecurity. Yeah. What you should do is flip it. So people will kick themselves down. Yeah. You see Joe Rogan, you see, you tell yourself, I suck and you kick yourself down. Instead, you want to use it as a kick forward. Don't yeah. kick yourself down, kick yourself forward. Look at Joe Rogan and say, that's what's possible. Mm. Look what he's doing. Like, it's possible. Look at, look at the empire that he's built. Joe Rogan was a TV show host for Fear Factor and then like a bunch of random stuff. And now he's this yeah. giant podcaster. Yeah. That's what's possible. If you could yeah. do it, I can do it. Totally. So use that as inspiration. Use it, use it as a kick forward. Most people kick themselves down. You use it to kick forward, but here's the thing. You need the kick mm. without the kick. You stay where you are. Yeah. So just before this, like, like five minutes before getting on with you, I just finished an interview for my channel with Peter Diamandis. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's founded like three businesses with Tony Robbins. He's fortune called him one oh, of the yeah, top okay. 50 leaders in the world, like raised you know, billions of dollars. He's a, he's a decent dude. He he's a dude. He's yeah. a dude. Right. And, <laughs> and I've had Tony Robbins on my channel and I've had Grant Cardone on my channel and Gary Vee on my channel, all this stuff. Right. Yeah. So I'm sitting here talking to Peter Diamandis right before talking to you. And, and I'm asking them, how do I, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I think the world's biggest problem is. Here's how I'm trying to attack it. What do you think? How can I be better? How can I push harder? What am I missing? Right? Like you're yeah. studying all these leaders too. You're hanging with yeah. them. What, what could I be doing? That's even better. I love that. Like yeah. they pull you up. Why do, look at the people behind me. I get, is this mm -hmm. for the podcast people? I've got five yeah. canvases behind me on the wall yeah. of people that pull me up. Mm -hmm. Like if you were around Joe Rogan every day, if you had his content on or whoever you, you love, maybe you hate Joe, whatever. If you pick like the five people that you love and you're around them every day, they will pull you up yeah. to expect more from yourself. Right. As long as you use it as a kick forward and not a kick down. But do you think there's, it's, it's kind of like reading a bunch of books and not really focusing on one book, you know? Do you think it can be kind of the same as trying to model too many people or trying to do, like read too many books, but then not really focusing on what's in those certain books? You know what I, I mean? That's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Kind of, that's kind of where I, what I mean. Like there's, there's certain people that I love to follow. Yeah. And there's certain podcasts and there's certain but I feel otherwise, if it's, it's like you're constantly comparing to all these different ones, it becomes challenging, right? Here's what you do. Yeah. You just like, it's the same problem as, well, what do I do after hockey? There's a million things that you could do. You want to try podcasting. Great. You try it on. Like the best thing you can do, if Joe Rogan comes on and says, hey, for everyone listening, here's how you grow a podcast in 2020. Yeah. Right. And he's going to give you three tips. Great. The best thing you can do is go try all three of them. Right in a small way and then just see how it fits. Mm. It's like you're trying on a sweater. Some sweaters will fit you really well and some won't, right. but you won't know until you actually get up and start doing it. So at the very beginning, I think you should try everything. I think everybody should try a podcast. I think everybody should try a YouTube channel and see how it makes them feel. Mm. There's no one way to win as a podcaster. Right. That's the thing. We're kind of in the wild, wild west still with all this stuff. Like, sure, so but at least you have a lot of models to follow. There's yeah, a lot of definitely. people come before you. That's true. Right? It's still Wild Wild West awesome. It's harder. Like when I'm looking at, at my channel, yeah. In the entrepreneur space, it's there aren't that many. And yeah. so we're like we're breaking 
new ground. We're trying to come up with new ideas as opposed to just modeling success. Right. But having people ahead of you is, is amazing. It's fantastic. Yeah. And just try on what they're doing. I, I think you should even, even as a test, like look at whatever questions Joe Rogan asks and yeah. try asking those questions at least once to see how does it make you feel? It's not going to fit you exactly. Some mm. of them will fit 80%. Some of them will fit zero because you hate it. Great. But in that discovery, in, in trying to be like Steve Jobs for a day, I'll find how I can be a better Evan. Yeah. Because my goal is not to be the next Steve Jobs. My goal is to be the best Evan Carmichael. But how do I do that? Not by just sitting and doing nothing. It's by modeling success and trying on those different hats. Right. So I, I highly encourage it. Just find smaller ways to start. Like what's the smallest possible way to do that idea as opposed to planning for 12 months before you, you get going on it? Totally. So would you say, this is also, you say believe a lot. Would you mm -hmm. say that people's lack of success is because of lack of belief? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I is think, that, I think that's the number I, one. I think it's the world's biggest problem. This is what I was talking mm -hmm. to Peter D. Mandis about just before this. He's, yeah. he's all about solving big problems and moonshots. This is it. I think the world's biggest problem is a lack of belief in themselves. Right. I think everybody can be Michael Jordan at something. People listening, watching, you are the greatest in the world at something. And some people, one, don't believe it. Most people don't believe it. Most people don't actually believe that they're great at something. There's a serious lack of self-love that the world has. And then some people find it, but then they never chase it down. Some people find it like you. You could find it and say, I love talking to people. I'm great at creating conversations. I'm great at getting people to open up but then they settle for being a bartender. Like, oh, I guess I could be a great bartender. No, yeah. dude, like you're the greatest in the world at this thing. Yeah. You could change the world with this thing and you're stuck, you're, you're settling for being a bartender right. because you don't believe in your ability to do something much greater. Yeah. So I think that's the world's biggest problem. It's what I wake up every day trying to solve. So how do we get that? How, how does somebody, what do we do? What are the tools that we can do to elevate our belief system? Okay, so actually this is good. This ties into my book, Built to Serve. Beautiful. So, First off, I think everybody's built to serve. If you're not happy, it's because you're not serving. You're hardwired to serve. Serving others, helping somebody else, hits the same part in your brain as food and sex. Those are pretty important too, right? <laughs> so you're built to serve. Great, now how do you serve? Well, I think everybody has one of the most important core value. So if you had to pick one core value that is more important than anything else, what would you go with? I'd gotta say, family great family awesome yeah. so that that allows you to have greater clarity and perspective for the rest of your life so you know if you were to marry somebody who didn't believe in family that's gonna be a problem for you mm. if you bring on team members who don't you're gonna want to create a family inside your team yeah like if you if you join team lance it's gonna be a family atmosphere we're gonna love and care for each other mm -hmm. right if you bring on a video editor who's just like, dude, I don't want family stuff, but I'll just edit your videos. That's not going to be a good mix for you. Yeah. Right. And it's not that family is right or wrong. It's you. It's right for you. Mm -hmm. So mine is belief. I don't need to create actually. I mean, I don't have a great family atmosphere in my company. I suck at that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So if you really need that, it's going to be hard for us to, to work really well together. It's, it's why I brought my wife on. And I called her my chief heart officer because she's so great at keeping in touch with people and remembering their awesome. birthdays and like saying hi and touching base because I'm so bad at that. Right. So already knowing that family is your most important core value is, is great leverage for you to now bring in the right people into your life. Next. So that's your who. Next gets to your why. So your purpose comes from your pain. 
What was the most painful moment in your life, Lance? Well, I lost my younger brother to suicide and my dad to cancer a year later. So it was a, it was a big wham, double whammy in two, yeah. 2016, 2016 and 2017. So. And that's, I mean, and wonder why family is so important to you. Yeah. Cause right? it was kind of torn apart for many years. That's why for me, I want to build that. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. And so the point of digging into your, your most painful moment. And when I say painful moment, it's, it's emotional pain. It's, yeah. it's not like I broke my leg in hockey and, had surgery, right? Like emotional, you felt worthless as a human. For me, it was when I, when I told my business partner that I quit. And so that's why I love helping out entrepreneurs. So for you, you'll love, you'll love helping people who need a sense of connection to family and who've lost somebody. Yeah. Like if somebody else has lost somebody in their family to whether it's cancer or suicide or, or anything, you'll feel a special connection to them to helping them. Yeah. You'll love helping somebody, you know, hold the door for them or buy the coffee for them behind in line. Like you'll, we'll just, we love that stuff. But if somebody came to you and said, Hey, Lance, my younger brother just killed himself. And, and like, I feel lost and don't know what to do. You'll love helping that person a lot more because you yeah. represent hope because you got through it. Maybe, you know, maybe you're still not all the way through it. Like you're still learning and still trying to climb out of that hole, but you're way ahead of where you were three years ago. Yeah. And so Lance now can go talk to Lance 2016, 2017 and help him. Yeah. And so that's your why. And that won't change. Like if, if you're 95 years old and somebody comes and, and they've lost a family member in their life, you're still going to love to help them. Yeah. That'll fill you up for life. And then, and then the last part is how. So it's who, why, how. How is how you got out of it. Like what did you do to start feeling better and to start saving your life and turning it around? What happened? I quit drinking for a whole year and just changed my priorities. I stopped working in the bars and got into something that was more of service online marketing and all that kind of stuff. Great. So helping people find their path. Yeah. Right. Which is Whether why I started the podcast too. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like this is part of your healing journey, but yeah. in that process, you can also teach other people as well. So the path out mm -hmm. is fixing your life and service. And yeah. so, that process is what I guide people through in the book, but also one-on-one. -on -one. And that gives clarity like that, that, that should dictate, you know, who you're going to uh, bring on for future guests. It should dictate where you're spending your time. So it's not just strategy that you're trying to do, but it's actually fulfilling because those people you'll love helping more than anybody else. If somebody says, Hey Lance, how do I market my business? You'll like helping the person and you have some knowledge, but if it's, it's not the same thing, right. it's not the same thing as like Lance, dude, I, I'm, I'm an alcoholic. My life has fallen apart and somebody in my family killed themselves. Like you're going to really know how to help that person. And this is where sharing the story becomes important because somebody in that situation, if I'm trying to help them, they may say, Evan, you don't know what you don't know what you're talking about. You've never been through this. Like, you're right. I haven't. I mean, I can be empathetic and listen, but I, I've never, I've, I've never had a drinking problem. I've never lost anybody, you know, knock on wood to, yeah. to anything. I'll knock um, on wood too. But but you've been through it. And so you sharing your story becomes inspiration to say, well, look, Lance did it and he got out of it. So maybe I can too. And in that hope and the like, maybe I can too, that's the seed that you need, right? Like it's just that little thin wedge that you can push through. Mm -hmm. And so people need to find that in their own life. If you're feeling lost, hopeless, find somebody who's already gone through it. Whatever negative situation that you're going through right now, people watching, listening, there's people who've gone through that and much worse yes. and they made it through. And so it's just feeling like there's hope because people don't have enough hope around them.
And so I'm trying to be that hope for people. You know, you're doing it as well with your show and, and everything you're creating, putting out. And so that's the first step is, is you can go through the who I help process and then find mentors, even if you never meet them. Like even if you, even if you never meet Lance face to face, you could, you could listen to 150 episodes of him talking and sharing wisdom and helping and providing hope. And that can be the spark of change that you need in your life. Mm. Yeah. And this is the thing that I, I, I really appreciate that, man. That was, that was awesome. I, I really think that having those levels and exploring that really helps and sharing my story has helped me heal so much. And this is what I didn't realize. And having these conversations, every one of these added up is like this healing process. Like this conversation is one step more to mm -hmm. that. And I believe that people hearing that get that much value because that's, it's genuine. I don't have set questions. I'm not, we don't know what we're going to talk about. And that's what I love about this is that it's, it's actual real talk and people that are going through this stuff can mm -hmm. relate. And that's why I love the topic of, you know, university of adversity, because I've found so many people, once you pull back the curtain, there's something there that they've gone through that has allowed them to not only share or grow from, there's something there that's, that's pushed them, you know? And I feel like as humans, we're so, we're so similar. And when you break down all the, the status and the accolades to the human, we're all so similar. We're all just, you know, trying to get through the journey. And I just love the similarities of how we all go through these things, but they're all, they all show up in different shapes and sizes, you know? When you talk about healing, it's kind of hard to see on this video, but I've got my two neck braces there yeah. underneath. And when I was on tour earlier this year, I broke my neck in Colorado. Jeez, that's crazy. Compressed my spine, broke my neck in two spots, had a concussion, had three or four staples in my head. And first time I've ever been, like I've never had a concussion in my life. And I had a 90-day tour. I was doing 90 days straight before coming home. Yeah. And this was two months in, so 60 days in. I still have 30 days left. And my agent and family and everybody saying, well, okay, well, like, I guess get the first, like just fly home and take care of yourself in Toronto. Like, I'm not, I'm not coming home. I'm finishing my tour. Because what was I doing on my tour? I was just meeting entrepreneurs in every city. Like, that was healing for me. Yeah. Being with entrepreneurs is the only time where I'm not feeling the crazy pain in my neck and my head. Oh, for sure. What am I going to do at home? Lie on a bed? Like, this is healing. Yeah. And so I, I just kept going. I kept making it happen. Now, if it got to the point where, you know, I had to be pulled off or something, then, then sure. But I wanted to at least give it a shot because that's where I feel the most healing service has to be part of it. If you look at AA Alcoholics Anonymous, they have their 12 step program. One of the steps is you have to be a, a guide for somebody else. You have to be a sponsor. You have to help. It's not just all about you. Yeah. You don't complete the cycle until you're somebody else's sponsor. Yeah. Like helping others becomes your healing because you're still not done healing. Nobody's done healing. No. You're just capable of taking on bigger things. You want to grow forever. And so you grow by serving, by helping. Yeah. It's, it's so true, man. Yeah. We're, it's never, we're always going, it's just the, the challenges that we face will get easier. The more we level up, the more we learn that certain situations are necessary for growth, you know? And now I realize if, if I have a shitty day or something's coming at me, I go, oh, okay. I really try and change the perspective. Like, what is this teaching me? Because this is going to allow me to grow when everything's smooth. I'm not growing. I'm in, I'm in, you know, I'm just kind of cruising. That's because I used to, a problem would hit and then I get down and then I'd be like, oh, that's it. This sucks. I suck. This is bullshit. And then, but now I'm like, all right, you know, what is this going to teach me? 
it's hard, but that's, that's the gold. We, we got to slay the dragon to find the princess, right? I mean, what, I, what I love about it is how quickly you went from this sucks to I suck. Yeah. Which is a conversation yeah. that happens that most people can't even get into conscious, but it's subconscious. It's the message. Like this thing yeah. sucks. I suck. And then that, that spirals down. Then that leads to drinking and abuse and a bunch of other stuff. My, I, I agree. I have a hack where I say this is the best. Yeah. Not just this is my chance to grow and learn, but this is the best. I love this. And, and where I got that from was I was, I was on an airplane from Vancouver, from Vancouver yeah. to LA. I'm doing a speaking gig in LA. It's like four or five hour flight. Yeah. I sit down in my seat, fully booked out flight. And there's this guy next to me who stinks like <laughs> really bad. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure he doesn't want to smell. Maybe he's on like 14 stopovers or something, but like, dude, and I got to sit next to him for four to five hours on this flight. Yeah. So at first I kick into entrepreneur mode. Like, how do I hack this? Can I, is there an extra seat? Like, what do I do? Right? Nothing, no options. Then I get pissed and it's like, are you kidding me? What am I, four hours, five hours with this guy next to me? And then after complaining for like eight to nine seconds, I told myself, this is the best this is the best in my head this is what i'm telling him and i'm a weird duck so maybe the supplies maybe not but here's what i do then next he's sitting right next to me on my right i turn around right next to him and i go <laughs> just breathe it in right like come on i'm i'm here Give it to me let's go yeah baby this is the best this is my chance to show myself exactly what i'm made of let's yeah. go like the smell is gonna destroy my day. Are you kidding me? That's the limit of Evan Carmichael. Are you nuts? Oh, this is dude. the best, right? And ever since then, whenever there's something that's that's negative, I have a hard time too. Like if you were if you're telling me your story or or you're in pain or you're like suffering with something, sometimes with people I have a hard time like not smiling because I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Like this is yeah. so good. This thing that you're so upset about is so amazing. Yeah. You're about to have such a crazy breakthrough. I'm so pumped for you. So I have to like tone it down in my head because that's, that's where I go by default. But I think that, I think maybe that's crazy, but I think it's healthy. I think you start I with trying so. to find, find a solution. And if there is no solution, then tell yourself, this is the best. Like this yeah. is your chance. This, yeah. this thing that is so, you know, negative and that's all you're capable of. That's the limit of Lance yeah. that your microphone broke. That's the limit of Lance. Are you kidding me? Right? Like that's the internal dialogue that I have in my head. So this is the best is my quick fix. And then, and then your brain catches up to it. It's like, okay, if this were the best, what would I do? Right. right. And you keep going. Yeah. Those, those conversations, those, the language we speak is so important. So important, man. So look oh. at scary, difficult, and hard. Like if yeah. you're, if you're a word guy, catch it in yourself, catch it in. You can tell your people around you. If you ever hear me say scary, difficult, or hard, that means it's go time. Right. Launching a podcast is scary. The fact that you said it means you have to do it. Yeah. Just because, just because you said it. So, I mean, I've trained my, the people around me too. If you ever hear me say it's scary, difficult, or hard, I want you to, cause we won't always catch it ourselves. Like I need you to stop the conversation, call me out on it because we're about to go do that thing. Just because, cause you want to yeah. teach yourself that you do scary, difficult and hard things. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then on the other side of that is this bliss. It's crazy. When you go, when you, when you do something you're scared of and you finish it, even having these interviews daily, you know, I had Grant Cardone, I had Elena, I had Gra Dean Graziosi, you, every time I get, I get still a bit, a little bit nervous. Yeah. Obviously. 
Yeah. But that, but then by the end of it, I'm like, wow, I'm flying right now. Yeah. Like, I am flying. And I was scared. I was like, oh, you know, part of me is like, maybe they won't show up. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll, you know, yeah. this weird, this weird, but I'm like, why am I scared? You know? And then you lean into it. It's like, yes, that was awesome. You know, hundred percent. Crazy. And, but here's the thing. If you sabotage it and don't follow through, then the message becomes, I suck. Yeah. So you talked about Dean. So Dean has his new book, Underdog yeah. Advantage. Yeah. Right? I have it yeah. even right here, right? I'm promoting it like crazy too. Yeah. yeah. So, so he was supposed to come on my Instagram live yesterday. Yeah. We had him scheduled in and I've known Dean for a while. We've done collabs and stuff. My IG, IG was acting up. Every time I tried to bring him in, it would freeze. So before getting on the, the call, I'm still nervous. I want to do a good interview, right? I've known Dean for a while, but I'm still nervous because I still want it to be like, I want to make him proud and I want to have a good conversation. And it always, I think it's healthy. Like you should have nerves before getting in. Yeah. But then it didn't end up happening because IG kept crashing. We tried four times. Dean said, let's, let's find another time. Like, no problem. We'll, we'll figure out another time. But then afterwards you feel like garbage. It's like, yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah. Right. Especially if you sabotage it. Like, if you then cancel, if you had Dean on and then you, you find some reason why you can't do it because whatever, you know, there's yeah. not enough sun today, so I can't yeah. do it, right? Yeah. You can find some really logical reason. You'll it's find crazy. a smart reason. You'll find a smart reason because you're a smart person. You won't believe a stupid reason, but you'll say like, there's not enough sun today, so I can't do it. But then yeah. afterwards, you'll, you'll, the inside story so is true. I suck. I suck. I was just afraid. And that's not the message you want to give yourself. Like, no. even if you bring on Dean and, and all you do is you say, hi, Dean. And then you vomit all over your microphone. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like patting myself yeah. on the back. Like, yeah, I showed I up. Showed up, that's, baby. That's Lance showing up, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> See what just happened there? <laughs> yeah, brother. That's so much uh, better than canceling and saying, and, and the message inside your head is I suck and I can't do things. Right. Yeah, man. I know you got lots of interviews today, so we'll just, we'll work on wrapping it up here. This has been awesome, dude. Time flies too fast and good conversation. Where, where's, I know everybody can find you on YouTube, but let's, I want to make sure all everything's in the show notes clear for everybody to find you and go for your book or whatever. So where's, where's the best spot? Yeah, I, I'm on most social networks. So depending on where you're hanging out, I think YouTube is where I'm probably most known for either YouTube yeah. or my books. The books you could, you could find on Amazon. Where are you based? What city are you in? I'm in Vancouver. Oh, you're in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. We're not, I'm doing my tour next year. We're hitting, we're doing it again. Cool. And here's the thing. I'm secretly not as excited about this tour as the last one because it's not going to be as hard because mm. I'm not going to break it. my neck. Like, I'm not going to throw my head against the wall just because, right? right? So, and we're not driving as far, right? We went to, from Toronto to San Diego and back last time. This time we're going to a long ways, man. San Antonio and Miami and back, right? right? So I'm pumped for the book, but inside it's like, this is, this is not going to be as hard as last time. So yeah. we're, we're looking for ways to, to up the ante. Anyway, yeah. So if anybody's from the U.S. and they're going, they're in the East Coast or Texas, we might be in your city. Come by, say hi. Right on, man. So one, one staple question I always have at the end, I just, because I, I always use it as a quote at the end. Okay. Out of all the challenges and adversities that you've been through, what is one lesson that adversity itself has taught you? That I'm amazing. I think more people should feel like they're amazing. Yeah. I'll tell you a quick story. So when I, when I, I fainted, this is how I broke my neck. I faint, okay. I'm sitting in a chair, I'm doing medical research and I have a vasal vagal something and I pass yeah. out and hit my head on the wall. I wake up, it's blood everywhere. My wife is around me. The firemen get there. And they sit me up and nobody knows what's happening. 
they said like, can you move your hands? And like, can you, how many fingers and all that? And I'm passing everything. But then I say, Hey guys, I can't feel my left hand right now. Like I just, I can't feel it. I don't know. It's totally numb. Can't feel it. And then I said, Oh, my left arm is just gone. I can't feel it. And then same thing, right hand guys, totally gone. And then right arm, I can't like, I can't move. I'm just stuck here. I can't move. And I'm calmly just explaining what's going on. They think I'm having a heart attack. I have no idea what's happening. I just passed out, hit my head, like who knows. But as I'm calmly explaining everything to them and like I just lost feeling in both my arms, in my head, the story is I am the greatest patient of all time. Like most people, if you imagine them losing their limbs, are going to be freaking out. I can't feel my arms. Yeah. I'm like, guys, I can't feel my arms. Right? And that's, yeah. that's a conversation. Like I am amazing. And I think everybody's capable of that. Like, I think, I think you should feel daily that you're amazing, that you're amazing for starting. You're amazing for trying that if you vomit all over the interview with Dean Graziosi, <laughs> amazing that you stood up and you tried, yeah. right? Like if you did things and, and you told yourself daily that you're amazing, you're going to go off and do way more things that you never thought you were capable of, as opposed to just living in fear, thinking that you suck. So every adversity has taught me that I'm, I'm amazing and I'm capable of doing way, 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 way more. Mm. You need a shirt that says I am amazing. <laughs> right? Believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, believe. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for coming on, man. This was, this was awesome. Like, like you know, I, I, I truly appreciate it, man. I know you got a lot of shows and, but I, I appreciate you taking the time to come out and, and drop value with us because, dude, it was, it, you're awesome and I appreciate you, man. Appreciate the love. And listen, number 500, we'll do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it sounds good, man. It's when you're getting quick. <laughs> when you're getting close, tell my assistant, Evan promised me number 500. When you're like 496 or something, let us know. We'll do it again. We're going to do one in person. That's my goal, man. This is all going to be in person one day. We're going to have something in LA set up. I got big, big goals, man, or wherever that this may take us. But I, I love it. it. Well, I'm, I'm in Toronto, so you don't even need your passport. 500. <laughs> sounds Come good, to Toronto. Brother. We'll make it happen. All right. Much love. Thanks. Thank you, Lance. Evan Carmichael, everybody. Thanks, fam. Hope you guys appreciated this. Take a screenshot. Tag us in this on social media. Let us know your number one takeaway. Share with a friend. Always appreciate it, guys, if you leave reviews. It really helps to build the show, and it, it allows others to see and hear that you got value from it, all right? So I love you guys. I appreciate you. Have an amazing day. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.